This is episode number 382 of WP Watercooler. It's WordPress plugins, updates, changes, and abandonment. Brought to you by our friends over at ServerPress, Maker's Desktop Server. They make local WordPress development easy. Check them out at serverpress.com. The events calendar is the number one calendar and event plugin on WordPress for a reason. It's built by WordPress and events experts who know what it takes to succeed and what events are part of your business, whether it's weekly virtual classes or robust event ticketing solutions, events calendar has you covered. Use the code WPWaterCooler to save 20% on your new purchase today at theeventscalendar.com. Support us over on Patreon. Go to patreon.com slash WPWaterCooler. Go help us out over there. We'd really appreciate it. Thank you. I'm Jason Tucker. I'm an IT director. Find me at Jason Tucker on Twitter. I'm Steve Zangan. I'm the founder of Zeke Interactive, and I run the OC WordPress Meetup. Hey, everybody. It's your boy, Jason Cosper, a.k.a. Fat Mullenweg, in the building, ready to talk some WordPress today. To subscribe to us as a podcast, go over to Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, even Spotify. Go check it out. We're over there, and you can subscribe to us as a podcast there. What's everything up, everybody? Said, How's it going? Every, everything you said about events calendar was totally off the cuff. It wasn't read off a script. It totally anything. was off the cuff. <laughs> it wasn't read off of the screen. It was my first time reading it off the screen. But hey, you know, <laughs> things work out. That's awesome. <laughs> Yeah, you know, try to get try to get it within a thirty second block is is always fun too. So let's let's just say I did read that about twelve times last night just to to, to get it just right. How are you yeah, guys doing it really, today? It, it sounded really off the cuff, Jason. I I can't. Uh, I it was it was one of those things. I just felt the passion. <laughs> in it. Oh man! Look, the server press one—we've been doing that for years, and I—I I literally could just rattle it off like real quick. Boom, done. But, sure. But you know, yeah. So today we're going to be talking about WordPress plugins and um, a, a whole whole different whole bunch of different things regarding WordPress plugins themselves. Um, you know, from abandonment to um, updates that just updates that just piss you off you're like man really i gotta deal with this like they changed something or now there's a new notice of new notification that's up on the top of the site or there's new something something's not working correctly with this thing and maybe you have to go find another plugin or something and um we're also going to talk a little bit about um in the news there's um a couple different um solutions out there for kind of managing those sorts of things so we'll, we'll get into that too let's talk about plugins shall we yeah. Why not? Um, wow, that's a lot. You, there's a lot to cover there from what you on what you just said, right? Well, you know, um, we, we do what we do, and we don't we do what we don't. We do. it's no big deal. We've <laughs> got 27 more minutes to, to sort this out. Let's get into it. You know, I actually kind of want to start with abandonment. Um, I, I know that's probably not not where you th- thought about starting, but I think I think abandoned plugins are are, are important just to be aware of because. Um, it wasn't always obvious in the plugin panel in your WordPress dashboard when a plugin has been abandoned. It still may not be, right? And so um, there, there is something in the dashboard that's really obvious that says when a plugin has an update, right? 
that and that means that the there's an active developer that has that is updating the plugin regularly, right? And so when a plugin is outdated and the developer has posted an update, it'll show you there's an update and it'll put it in the in the updates panel inside of WordPress. But if a plugin has been abandoned, right? Nothing ever happens, right? So if you have that plugin installed and it's been abandoned, it just sits. And so it looks like it's always current, right? That plugin could be years out of date, but it, 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 there's, no, there's no update available and there's no warning that the plugin could be problematic for you. And so I've always found that to be a, an issue inside of WordPress. So I think abandoned plugins, it's just not obvious inside of the WordPress dashboard that they've been abandoned. Yeah, yeah I, I saw this as a problem, uh, I mean, a number of years ago, and um, I said something on Twitter, and uh, Pete Mall, um, who is, you know, a, a lot of people are aware of, but for those of you who aren't, um, he's done uh, core contributions, uh, um, you know, a, a awesome. great dev. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, I, I basically um, said it would be cool if uh, I would just get um, uh, something on that plugin screen that said, here's when the plugin was last updated. Let's just keep a log of that. And, and Pete, oh, sorry, go ahead. Pete banged together this plugin. Um, I, like I said, this was like seven or eight years ago, put it together, uh, and it works great, but also the plugin's abandoned. <laughs> I was just gonna say, right. gonna say the exact same thing. I know about this plugin. There's a plugin that, that that tells you if your plugins are abandoned that has been abandoned, right? And, yeah. and so that in itself is causing a rift in the space-time continuum. Right. 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 <laughs> I, I mean, I, I actually think uh, you know, with a focus on security, this should uh, this should be something that makes oh. its way into core. Absolutely right. This 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 is a problem. I'm mean, core core is really not letting you know when there's outdated technology. It only lets you know when there's new technology. Right. Yeah. There's. Um. I, I was reading an article on uh, WP Tavern. Um, posted an article about um, using a, a plugin called WP Lookout, which mm -hmm. um, gives you a bunch of bunch of really good information. It, it tells you about like, you know, essentially it kind of scans the chains logs and it looks at some of the, the various metadata that's, um, that's about that particular plugin. And you can kind of look to see like, you know, if there's a, a security update that was done or nice. And it kind of looks at all of the different plugins that you have. And so, you know, that plugin's free. You could download it and kind of play around with it and see if that, um, if that works for you. But um, it, the abandonment side of it is still something that is going to be really difficult for us to to manage because like what you guys were saying is that because of the fact that uh you can have an abandoned plugin but both you and steve are still downloading that plugin and still using that plugin there's probably customers of yours that may potentially have that plugin still installed because it might be working still it's just abandoned I, I was just gonna say abandoned doesn't necessarily mean bad right and so right. the the flip side of this is if you go to the to the wordpress plugin uh, directory, right? There's a flag that says this plugin hasn't been updated in over a year. It hasn't been tested with this version of WordPress, right? And so that actually looks bad. It may not be, that may not be a problem, right? There's plugins that are so simple that they don't need updates, right? Uh, or they're future proof, right? So, so that's not necessarily a bad thing. So that's the, that's kind of the flip side of this is some plugins are okay to abandon. They don't need updates. Right. Yeah. I mean, uh, so I actually uh, would like to make a confession. I have a plugin that I recently abandoned. 
Oh, you're terrible. Oh I know. I'm the worst. <laughs> uh, so uh, it it was one that uh, you might be aware of and um, had uh, a few Jet, users. It's Jetpack. It's Jetpack. Yeah. I've abandoned Jetpack. <laughs> Hello, Dolly. <laughs> yeah. Um, no. So the um, plugin I used to maintain was for strong passwords. And uh, if you... I know that uh, for a while, I'm not sure anymore, um, but I know WP Engine was hoisting it on all of their users, and it was like the bane of existence for mm-hmm. a number of users because there was no mm-hmm. way to disable it. Um, but um, it would it would basically the the plugin would force you to use a strong password, like no matter what, there was no way around it. Mm-hmm. Um, I. Um, finally, um, because I, all I was doing, um, all the time was just updating, just bumping the version number to the last <laughs> version it was tested with. And then saying like, I, I, te- I would test it, but I would just, I would bump it every time. And then I realized, um, not too long ago that, and see this plugin has been closed as of November yeah. 23rd, 2020, um, last updated three years ago. So like, I really just, uh, yeah, it was, or, or they don't really, they're, they're just like you. And it's kind of like, let's just abandon it. We're good. Yeah. I, I'm, well, I mean, nobody really wanted to take it over. Uh, a, a lot of people who, uh, had done work on it before. Simon Wheatley is the guy who I picked it up from. Um, and, but what I had realized, uh, working on a site was, um, now WordPress has a thing that will shame you for using a weak password. It'll say, Hey, this password isn't great. Are you sure you want to use it? And you actually get to say yes or no. So it is mm-hmm. forcing you, you have to, to hit that checkbox to say, yeah, it's cool before you submit and change your password. I was like, you know what? That is a much less annoying version of what I did. So I think I, th- I think it's cool. I think nobody really needs to pick this. I mean, if if uh, WP Engine is still using it and wants to like fork it, the the GitHub repo is still out there. I mean, I'm I'm not. I I think they actually maintained a fork of the plugin for a while. Um, just to to work around some platform functionality that they needed to. So, yeah. right. But yeah, I I abandoned it because I just kind of got tired of testing it and then bumping the version. <laughs> That's all you're doing is testing it and bumping the version. So yeah, no, I I I get it. I, I it makes it makes total sense. So for the user's point of view, when they see something like this, where they go, like, for instance, I went and did a search for for strong passwords and was not able to find it at a Google search to find it because now it's been essentially removed from the search results um, on the directory. Um, yeah. For, on the on the user's perspective, what, what should a user do if they um, were to install this plugin or any other plugin that has been abandoned? And how do they kind of manage that? Because Wow. So, yeah, that's a great that's, question. That's, that's that's the tough part, especially like for us as, you know, either um, working for agencies or owning an agency, you may have this in your tool belt and you're essentially kind of, you know, putting these out there. 
you know this the i mean this this one's kind of a bad example because this one you just disable because core has gotten you know, has got this kind of built in now like cost per set but there are plugins that may be abandoned that you just need an an alternative for right and the alternative is not always out there um sure. so um sometimes you're sol yeah I, I mean that's just that's just the way it is sometimes sometimes you're sol or you're forced to create something yourself hire a developer and, and create something like what you need i think it really depends on um how critical that plugin is right which which you know we we've said this you know many times on the show you know it's important to to um, visit your plugins uh, often, right? You don't. I, I don't. I don't see plugins as something you just set and forget, right? Because plugins are ever changing, right? Sometimes they do get outdated or they're not necessary because something's built into core. A lot of times, sites that I encounter have plugins that are offering duplicate functionality, right? That happens more often right. than not when I inherit a site, right? So, so I I consider the plugins. Um, part of WordPress, a living and breathing thing, right? It's something that de does need to be maintained. And that maintenance includes possibly just deactivating a plugin that you just don't need, right? Because it's not a critical piece of your website, right? Mm -hmm. um, uh, so something something I noticed that the, uh, the health check does now also, if you have a plugin that's disabled, it'll encourage you to get rid of that plugin, to get rid of the, the themes that you're no longer using and stuff like that, which I think is great. Well, that's a best practice anyway, right? Yeah. There's no reason to have extra code hanging around that you're not using, right? That's just, you, you know, it's it's potentially opening up security flaws. Um, I was going to say bloat your system. It doesn't really because it's not really doing anything, but it's important to not have that extra code laying around. Right. Yeah. Regardless, of, I, it's just like it's just like with themes, having a theme just kind of sitting around in there that you're not actually using. It's the same sort of. Get rid of it if you're not using it. The Especially well, if it's a if it's a theme that you started out early, like early days, and you didn't know what you were doing on your site, and you grab something from Code Canyon, and it has a revolution slider in it, and or well, or something that turns out to be exploitable, um, you know, right. a, a few months or a year from now because they packed in some other functionality that, on a plugin that's built into the theme and not getting updated at all. Mm -hmm. And I, I, I just to say what you said another way, Cosper. I was, I always think of of removing plugins or maintaining plugins or maintaining themes as a way to speak to future me, right? Because when future me goes into this site in a, a year from now, I'm going to look at all this extra stuff that's there and and, and think to myself, okay, I, I've now got to refamiliarize myself here to see what I can remove. If if we're if we're constantly maintaining it, right? that's a good practice for future me. And if this gets handed off to another developer or if the team expands, right, you, you want to keep that code as clean as possible. Yeah. If, if you're, if you're a developer, if you're doing kind of uh, sites for, for friends or acquaintances, or you have like a, a small practice where you're doing stuff for clients, this is a, a good reason for selling uh, a maintenance contract to folks to basically say like, listen, um, WordPress isn't just a set it and forget it thing. You have to go in and garden it. You have to go in and pull the weeds. And in some cases, a plugin gets abandoned. I might have to find you a different plugin. That's what this maintenance contract will cover. It will like little things like that. If, if I have to really re-engineer something because a plugin is gone, we'll have to have a talk about that. And sometimes some something better just comes out, right? Sometimes yeah. there's there's just a, a good reason to switch because something better came out, right? Mm -hmm. 
I'll give you an I'll give you an example. I didn't mean to cut you off there, Cosper, but uh, no. I'll give you an example. You know, a lot of my clients will have uh, a, a plugin or some piece of technology that's interacting with a third party, like a CRM, right? Right. But but you know, a lot of my clients change CRMs like they change underwear, right? And so. You know, one one year we're using HubSpot, the next year we're using Active Campaign, right? And so that means that maybe the form plugin that we're using doesn't have the same integration with the C, the new CRM that they chose, right? So now we have to look at a completely different forms plugin. Things just change, right? And that's just what one thing I say to my clients all the time is a good website is never done. Yeah. Right. Right. It just isn't. You're always going to be developing something or changing something because the technology changes rapidly. Mm -hmm. And when you're looking for, like when, when you're going and switching uh, CRMs or something like that, um, you know, looking to see if it's compatible with, not that, that, that you're going to be like, Oh, my website, let's make sure the website's compatible with the thing that's essentially going to be running my entire business. But I think it's one of those things to take into consideration. And if not, then you're going to have to hire a developer who's going to have to tie those hooks together and make it all kind of work. I'll give you an example. And this is not a knock on Gravity Forms, right? In, in no way am I knocking Gravity Forms here. But we just made a decision as a company, right, to standardize uh, the form plugin that we're using uh, in, in WordPress. And we're going to go with Ninja Forms, right? And part of the reason we're going to Ninja Forms is the interface is uh, easier. It's easier for our clients to maintain. But the third-party integrations are superior, to any of the other form plugins that are out there, right? And that's really what sold it for us is because we do so much third-party integration that Ninja Forms just has it. When we need it, it has it. Um, yeah. And so we're we're in the process of actually switching everything over. So we're taking old sites that have Gravity Forms and switching them to Ninja Forms. And that's not a that that's that's not an easy task. Especially if you wrote a bunch of code that is yes. just to be able to make the interaction happen between Gravity Forms and whatever API that you're interacting there's with. Cu there's custom code, there's third-party integrations, and then there's the migration of all the data. <laughs> right. That's true. Yeah. Mm. So. Yeah. And I mean, that that's that's both a cost on your part as well as uh, I'd imagine you're you're sharing that cost with the, the customer as well. But you're going to you're going to be able to maintain everything so much easier um, if it if it works better for you. Right. Ultimately, that's what it comes down to. Right. The the you know, when it comes to cost, you know, we can either spend the time, you know, working a third party integration into Gravity Forms or we can switch over to Ninja Forms, which already has it, which is which in the end is is a lot less expensive. Now, I, I mean, I know that I already uh, said that you got to tend to your garden uh, thing, so I'm gonna I'm gonna mix metaphors a little bit here. Um, <laughs> I, but um, buying a website is like buying a house. If if you've ever if you're if if you've ever bought a house, and I know that not everyone in our audience owns a house, uh, but uh, if if you know someone who's owned a house, whatever, they're never done working on the house. Um, I mean, Jason's I, I in the middle of it right now. Jason's in the middle of it right now. Um, I, uh, we had a uh, huge gusts of wind, like 40, 50 miles an hour, uh, through here. And, uh, the back fence with one of my neighbors is just leaning. Mm -hmm. And, um, I am like, okay, that fence is old and ragged. I need to replace it. I need to hire an outside developer in like in this metaphor. I need to, to hire somebody to stand up a fence for me. I guess I could do it myself if I wanted to. You um, could. But 
I, I could, but that would also require me uh, to interact with my neighbor, and that's not how COVID's going to get me. So, um, I, I'll just I'll hire some dudes. <laughs> but but the, continuing with your metaphor, I always uh, hire for that stuff because I, you know I could learn how to build a fence, right? Yeah. Right. I could learn how to uh, do plumbing work and electrical work. Right. But why? Why would I do that? Right. When there's when the, when I'm probably just going to screw it up. Right. I'm going to screw it up and end up hiring an expert anyway. Right. So yeah. just pay for the expert. Right? That, right. It's the same. It's the same metaphor here. It's the same. Same thing applies here. So exactly. I want to go further on this metaphor. So, what if the what if the what if the, the what if the fence isn't compatible with the wind? So, for instance, if you go and get a a, a fence that's um, that isn't a chain link fence, and mm-hmm. you think yeah, it'd be really good if I just if I just used a, a a fence made out of sticks, and you go and put this up there, and then the wind blows it down, uh, you may want to get one that it's made out of brick. God, all of a sudden, this became the three little pigs. <laughs> yeah. but i think think there's i think there's something to that in that uh because of the fact that you know cosper can go out there and just go slap a fence on that he's gonna go buy at home depot but it might be better for him to hire someone who's actually installed the fence before and probably is well aware of the fact that there's wind that happens in the area and that he should probably have a very specific fence to get installed i I mean i I I have i have installed a fence before but i was eight years old and uh, I am not kidding. My dad uh, made the whole family get out there and work on the fence with them. I did some like work in a post hole digger. I, I, I've got I've got a good idea of how to make it level and everything else. But I am 42. I will be 43 next week. That was I'm not even. You don't look a day over that. 41. Well, apparently, apparently Cosper's fence got abandoned, and so, we have, since, to, so we have to get a new fence. So yeah. since we're spending since we're spending this last two minutes or ten minutes uh, expanding on this continuing metaphor, right? To to expand on it even further, right? In addition to hiring expert, and Jason, you said this, you're also going to hire a regional expert, right? Somebody who specializes in Cosper's region, right? So they know the weather conditions, right? In, in that case, you, you you need somebody who understands your your server environment, your WordPress environment, the other plugins that are installed, right? There 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 is uh, you know specifics around how you're running your site that that are important here, and those all affect your those can affect your plugin choices, right? I'll give you an example. Some plugins don't cache as well as others, right? Some plugins require heavy server resources to run. Um, one of the plugins I've encountered that does this recently is Abandoned Cart Pro. You'd think the pro version, the the pro part of the word would mean it's good. It doesn't, um, right? And so I know, and it's weird, and yeah. Uh, but Abandoned Cart Pro is a is a is a resource hog uh, plugin, and there's other plugins like it, but this one specifically, uh, not only is it a resource hog on the front end because of the way it's gathering data, but it's a resource hog in the back end because what it does is it collects all the email addresses and then uses the WordPress server to generate those emails on a batch process, right? All of that is bad, right? Right. And so, but it's a very common plugin. A lot of people use it. They just install it. They go for it. They go, great, I can can save my abandoned carts. You're actually uh, costing yourself a lot by installing this plugin, especially if you're on a server that can't handle it. And so that's where that environment becomes important because not all plugins, you know, have the same requirements. Yeah. From, an, from a server perspective. 
Yeah, I mean uh, the the Are person you the hire, <laughs> the, the the person the person you hire to do this work, uh, it's it's one thing if they're on they're helping you get your site running on, uh, let's say our, our favorite sniping uh, is Bluehost or Hostgator, EIG, EIG, right? Any any of the EIG brands, um, or versus. Um, something like a Pagely or a Kinsta or a Liquid Web or a WP Engine yeah. or like, and even there, there's little differences. There's there's not one like unified uh, hosting environment for everybody. Yep. Yeah. Yep. I was going to say, like, I, I actually, when I moved into this house and not to flex further, it's like, oh, Jason Cosper, <laughs> Jason Cosper owns a house. Now he's going to tell us that he owns a house that has a pool, which I Whoa. do. Um, <laughs> it, 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 gets, it gets very hot in Bakersfield in the summer. Um, and uh, but when we um, got this house, um, the light in the pool wouldn't come on. And our first thought was, let's hire an electrician. This is to, to kind of get back to what Steve was saying about you have to have a, a specialist for a region. We called out the electrician. He looked at a couple of things and we said, oh, by the way, we've got this problem with our pool light. And he goes, oh, I don't put my hands down on the water with electricity. Let me give you the phone number of a guy who can come over and a, check. A, wa all a your water electrician. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Let, let me give you the number. Of the and he was, he was fair priced. I wasn't getting gouged or anything like that. But he was just like, you know what? I don't put my hands in water with electricity. Sorry, bro. Like, we're going to need to get a yeah. different guy out here. Right. Yeah. It's good, to, it's good so to recognize and, and and in that case, to go back to the the EIG hosting or the the shared hosting versus a managed host, sometimes you'll try to hire a guy to help you on your your little shared hosting plan, and they'll go, "I can't put my hands in water. I can't put my hands in water with electricity. <laughs> like, yeah, this is gonna this is gonna come back on me. Let me get you well, someone who's actually trained for this." And and I I also I want to I want to highlight something else you said here, which I think is important, right? You named a, you named several good hosts, right? Uh, WP Engine, uh, Liquid Web, Nexus, uh, Pagely, um, Kinsta, right? Those are all good managed WordPress hosts, very fast servers, but there are nuances, right? They're not all exactly the same. They're not serving the same stuff. Their servers aren't tuned the same, right? And what that means is some are better for hosting. You know, static websites and some are better for hosting sites that have a login, like a membership site or an e-commerce site, right? Which means that WooCommerce is not going to run the same on each of these uh, each of these boxes, right? Uh, and WooCommerce is not going to run the same as you scale. Your membership site isn't going to run the same, right? And so, so not only not only is it important to understand the environment, but the types of plugins that you're that you're choosing, right, to meet your business goals also add up to a certain formula, right? Which means that, you know, when, when my clients come to me and they've got an existing website and it's not working for some reason, you know, all the, almost all the time, you know, one of our, the parts of our discovery will be, okay, where are you hosting? How are you hosting? Are you at the right package at that host? Right? So that's, that's just part of our discovery. And so all that stuff adds up to success. And and there, it's it 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 is a machine with a bunch of moving parts, right? Yeah, and I, I mean, also won't stick my hands uh, in 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 water when I'm working on electricity. 
Yeah. But you know, I do neither of those things. So, <laughs> uh, but it's, it's so, good for you to know. It's good for you to know, you know, what's, what's the best web host to use for the situation I train. Are, are you guys familiar with, uh, Matt Coppola, uh, Coppola? Um, he, I'm trying to remember the host he works at, uh, site district. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. And they, they do um, a good job with their managed host stuff. Um, I, I saw a talk uh, two years ago. Well, I mean, it's, it, yeah, definitely at least two years ago at WordCamp Santa Clarita, where he uh, was talking about um, basically one of the things you can do when you're like, my site isn't running well, even if it's on a managed host, is go sign up for a free trial at another host, go sign up and just move your site there. Just see, Hey, let's see how my site runs. You know, say I'm on a Kinsta plan and I, I'm not liking what they're doing with whatever, or say I'm not at that, not, that, not that we're throwing Kinsta under the bus. Sam at <laughs> Sam at WP engine. And yeah. um, my WooCommerce site isn't performing the way I want it to. And you're like, well, I know that there are a few hosts that actually do stuff with WooCommerce. Let's see. Let's see if, if these sites actually work any better for me. Let's get in and, you know, oh, okay. So I got to outlay the, the $30, the $60, the whatever for like a one month, but they have like a 90 day money back guarantee or something like that. Like go, go try it. That's cheap. And, and uh, along those lines, another strategy for doing that, if your site isn't, isn't running properly, set it up on a staging server, assuming that your host offers that and yeah. just start disabling plugins to see and disable a plugin, see how it runs, disable another plugin, see how it runs. Right. You know, that there, there are, there are ways to kind of determine what's, what's happening, but once you determine it, you're going to have to do what Cosper said anyway, to, to see if there's a better home. Yeah. All right. All right. Guys, we did great talking about this. Uh, did we? Yeah, of course. <laughs> Thank you, as always, every week. We've been doing this stuff on Fridays. Feel free to go take a look at uh, the stuff that we talked about um, both today as well as um, on our previous show that we just recorded. We actually talked to um, to the CEO of, um, of Pagely, and um, she was awesome. So feel free to go take a look at that episode that we just recorded. Here's our outro. Talk to y'all later. Bye-bye. Hit the subscribe button. You can subscribe multiple ways. And if you want to listen to us as a podcast, you can definitely do that. But you can also subscribe to us on YouTube. Go over to YouTube.com and do a search for WP Water Cooler and you can find our show over there. Talk to you all later. You have a good rest of your day. Bye-bye.